Over the last few weeks, we've asked the following questions. Do I love God and love others? Do I have to forgive others? Am I fully devoted to God? Our answers to these questions reveal whether or not our faith is real. Or I guess you could say, are we really living out our faith? True, saving faith always changes us. The Bible tells us that we become a new creation in Christ Jesus, that the old things have passed away and all things are becoming new. Essential faith always produces a changed life. It changes how we love and who we love most. It beckons us to forgive, even when it's hard to do. It calls us to be fully devoted, totally surrendered to following Jesus. This is the transformational nature of being a disciple of Jesus. What if I told you that you could follow Jesus, yet still be ashamed of Him? With the world on shutdown, we've been watching more TV than normal. And after a while, you notice the same commercials running all the time, especially if you watch the same channel. Since I can now sing the jingles and quote the lines verbatim, I've started trying to read the fine print. You may have noticed uh, right at the end of the commercial, they always pop up a little fine print at the bottom of the screen. And many times, this is what it says. Offer good, subject to change. Valid for qualified customers. Restrictions apply. No comparison was made with and not typical results. It kind of makes you wonder if these companies are, are trying to deceive you so that you'll buy their products or services. They want you to believe that their product or their service is the best, the cheapest, and the most life-changing chance that you can get. And they're willing to push the boundaries of deception to for you to take the bait. Now, you might not want to think about it, but many times we have put Jesus in the fine print of our lives. We really don't want people knowing the truth about our lives, the truth about how our lives have been turned upside down because of Jesus. We ask ourselves, how will my friends act if they know that I'm a Christian? So we find ourselves doing and saying things that the world sees as the big print. We advertise ourselves as a lie so that we fit in with the culture around us. Can I ask you a question? Are we that ashamed of Jesus? Or even worse, the church waters down the gospel, leaving the real cost of following Jesus in the fine print, thinking that it will be more appealing or more relevant to our friends and our neighbors. Well, Jesus has some difficult and direct words if you're ashamed of him. It says in Mark, For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Living by faith requires that we confess Jesus before others. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus empowers the disciples and sends them out to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He tells them to expect to be persecuted, but not to have fear of those who would kill the body, but because they can't kill the soul. One pastor commenting on this chapter said that everyone who wants a safe, carefree life, free from danger, should stay away from Jesus. The world likes it when we sit back and we settle into a comfortable Christianity and to our religious routine because it's safe. If there's one thing that should have got our attention during this pandemic, it's this. 
our normal church routine, going to church on Sunday, keeping our faith to ourselves, was comfortable, low-risk gospel living. Friends, God has called us to so much more. He's called us to be like Jesus, not to be ashamed of Jesus. Would you read with me in Matthew chapter 10? And we'll begin looking in verse 32. And there the scripture says, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus is finishing up teaching the disciples, and as a last word of commissioning, he reminds them of the importance and the cost of being a disciple. He says, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. The word acknowledges there is often translated confess. It carries the idea of confessing allegiance, and in this case, allegiance to Jesus. As a follower of Jesus, we must confess him before others. So why do we sometimes act ashamed? Why do we leave Jesus in the small print? One pastor reminded me that people who have experienced the power of the gospel tend not to be ashamed of it. But people who have been educated in it, they know the information about the gospel, but they've never experienced its powers. Those are the ones who tend to be apologetic for the gospel. In other words, they feel ashamed of the gospel. So the real question is this. Have you experienced the power of the gospel? Take it from somebody who did. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. If you've truly experienced the power of the gospel that changed your life, you will not be ashamed to confess Jesus before others. You will not be ashamed of living by faith. And here's the good news. The author of Hebrews says about those who are faithful, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Okay, let's go back to Matthew for just a minute. Jesus goes on to show the disciples the difficulty and the reward of living unashamed. When we live unashamed, we will love God above all else. Jesus says in verse 37, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Well, that might not be the best verse to quote on Mother's Day. Yes, we're to exhibit deep affections for our family. But Jesus is saying that we must love him more if we would prove to be genuine disciples. Think about Abraham in, in Genesis chapter 22. He, he was willing to give up his long-awaited son to be faithful to God. And because of his great faith, God provided a substitute. This also points us to the faithfulness of God in providing a substitute for us in Christ. He loved us so much that he was willing to offer his own son as a sacrifice for our sin. 
so that you and I could experience forgiveness and be redeemed. That offer still stands if you would only believe. We can love God because He first loved us. And as a follower of Jesus, we must love Him above everything and everyone else. When we live unashamed, we will also follow God no matter the cost. Jesus says, And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus is pointing to the sacrifice that we must be willing to make to truly follow him. There is always a cost in following Jesus. The world believes that we find our lives in the pleasure of the world, in the safety, in the security of earthly things. Can I be honest with you? That's a recipe for disaster. Jesus says we find our life when we lose it. In other words, we find true life in Christ. Think about the storyline of the scriptures. Abram traded the land of Ur to follow God into the unknown and become the father of nations. Ruth traded her homeland to eventually become the great-grandmother of a king. Moses and David traded their sheep to become the leaders of the people of Israel. Peter and Andrew traded their boats and their nets to become fishers of men. Mary traded her housework to sit at the feet of Jesus. The truth is, what you lose is nothing compared to what you gain. So what are you willing to trade to follow Jesus? Here's something that you need to remember. Jesus traded heaven for earth to become our Savior. Are you willing to follow Him no matter the cost? May we be able to say with Paul, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I believed, and I am convinced that He is able to guard until the day what has been entrusted to me. So proclaim the gospel and count the cost. Remember, following Jesus demands our life, our soul, our all. Otherwise, Jesus said in Luke, you cannot be my disciple. Following Jesus may not make life easier. As J.C. Ryle once said, a Christian must be willing to offend his family rather than offend his king. And finally, those who follow Jesus completely Find Him completely true. Jesus has called us to love Him supremely, even if it cost us our life. No matter what, it's worth it. So let's not put the gospel in the fine print of our lives. Let's make it the headline. Can we pray together? God, I do want to thank you for today. God, I want to thank you for your word and for speaking to us. God, I pray that we would not be ashamed, ashamed of your son and ashamed of the good news of the gospel that still has the power to save. God, I pray this morning for those who may be watching or listening, God, if they have never placed their trust in what Jesus did for them on the cross, God, I pray that you would draw them to yourself right now. God, that they would see their need of you and that they would give their life to you today. God, we thank you for the promise of your word that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God, I also want to pray this morning for those of us who, God, maybe we have put who we truly are in the fine print of our lives. 
And for whatever reason, we, we're ashamed of what you've done in our lives and who you've made us to be. God, I pray that, Lord, you would convict us of that. God, that we would turn that over to you. God, that you would forgive us. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your son, Jesus. We ask these things in his name. Amen and amen. If you made the decision to follow Christ today, we want to know about it. So you can call us, you can email us, you can even just leave us a comment below and we'll make sure to get in contact with you. If you have a prayer need this morning, please let us know by emailing us at prayer at newfriendshipbc.org. All right. I told you early on that I had some very exciting news to share with you. And I know that many of you are anxious and ready to return to meet together again, especially as the guidelines are being eased and Tennessee is reopening. This past week, I met virtually with our leadership and we worked through a phased regathering plan. And as I mentioned last week, each church is unique and has its own challenges. And we feel confident that we can meet those challenges and regather. So starting next Sunday, May the 17th, we will regather on site for the first time. We're taking all measures to ensure to the best of our abilities that the building is clean and sanitized. We will be communicating all the details through email, through our social media channels, and also our website. I do, though, want to highlight a couple of few, a few key things this morning. We are only meeting for one worship service, and we will be practicing social distancing. We are confident that there's enough space for everyone who is able to attend. If you have a fever, a cough or sore throat, shortness of breath, or have been in contact with anyone confirmed to have COVID-19 in the past 14 days, please stay at home and join us online. If you'd like to receive our church email, you can sign up on our Facebook page. Just click the link on the left sidebar that says email sign up. You can also help us stay connected by updating your contact information through our website. Just scroll down on the homepage and click the link that says Update Contact Info. One more thing before you click away. Each year on Mother's Day, we receive a special offering to support the work of the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home. And I want to encourage you to give at our website or even mail your check to the church. If you give online, simply enter the amount, make sure you change the to field to Mother's Day offering. Enter your name and your email address and all the other information, and don't forget that you can cover the fees. If you're sending a check, make sure you note Mother's Day offering or the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home on the memo line. I can't say it enough. Thank you for giving so faithfully during this time. Your generosity really does change lives. So thanks again for joining us today, and remember, live sent.